Now entering Nerdist.com. What's, uh, what's uh, Dio doing? Uh, oh, I got one, I got one. Getting ready for July 4th? No. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give a shit. He might. He wouldn't give a shit about July 4th. He is above July 4th. Hey, welcome to Joe. Thanks for tuning in to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's nearby getting interviewed by Mark Maron. He's getting everybody above and beyond the ground. (laughs) So uh, our guest is a fellow Jonah, Jonah Bayer. Uh, He is is a comedy writer for AboveAverage.com, and he is also in this amazing hardcore band called United Nations. And uh, and we're yeah, we're going to be hanging out. This is the first time in a long time. This is a comeback. This is our comeback special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the, this is where we're going to be. So we're going to start three episode one. Uh, season three episode one. We're going to start with a just a quick song from um, uh, a band I found called Osmutians. A U S M U T E A N T S. And this is their song "Bad Day." That was Awesome Utans uh, with the song Bad Day. Really good. I like it. It sounds like a more mellow Lashuk. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning into the radio program tonight. Uh, as always, our producer is Cash Hartzell. Cash, say hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, and then we got Neil Mahoney on the Neil Mahoney's. Uh, and, of course, my brother in residence, Adam Rodriguez, is here. Pew! Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, you, don't need, you don't need a digital device. I don't. <laughs> uh, we are uh, broadcasting live out of Eagle Rock. We went higher north than Mark Marin, and we are now in Eagle Rock out of Cash Hartzell's place. 
Um, uh, DM me for the address, and you are free to come over whenever you want. Our guest for tonight, we actually we have two guests, and, um, and you are free to jump in whenever you want. Um, uh, but our, our first guest is Jonah Bear. As I said before, you're in United Nations. You're a comedy writer. You're kind of living the dream as far as... Uh, being able to like pull off like a uh, like a really successful hardcore band, and then also you get to write comedy when you want. Yeah, and also do a podcast. Yeah, do a podcast. It's, yes. what, I call, it's what I call the Brendan Small. It's <laughs> just the ability to kind of do all the things you wanted to do as a kid as an occupation. Yes, everything is very like red like separated out though. Like the band will be on tour for a couple weeks, and that's all I'll do, and then we won't do anything for like six months. Yeah, and kind of the same with the web series. Well, the, you know the funny thing is, uh, United Nations is a band I came to know because uh, a year ago I was uh, at the um, uh, South Beach Comedy Festival in Florida. Okay. Uh, if you've never been to South Beach, Florida, don't. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just all it is is a gorgeous place with just the worst, worst people. It, but great butts. Everyone has a great male and female great butts. Um, and did you, do you not agree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie loves butts. Yeah, I love butts. You, it's a, you, you find appre- it's a fine appreciation. Um, so uh, I go to this like I find I look up punk bar South Beach. I didn't know I went on Yelp and this. Uh, I go to this place and I see a dude wearing a Jawbreaker shirt with the one it pains it roars uh, shirt. And uh, I was like, hey! And then he recognized me from being on At Midnight. And we started talking. Started giving me some drinks. His name is Renee. And then we looked each other up on uh, on Instagram, and his his Instagram name is Mike Cold War. Yes, I'm familiar with Renee. Yes, so you know Renee. <laughs> yes, Renee's so, like our biggest fan. He loves you. He guys. has a United Nations tattoo. Yes. Yeah. No way. Yes, yeah, on his chest. Yeah, he's awesome. He all, we play fest a lot in Florida. He always comes down. He's so cool. But yeah, he's a really big fan of ours. Super nice dude. Yeah, I love that guy. It's like funny we had you know if only a, like a, a couple moments that night, um, and just like. Just, you know, traded, like, you know, social media information and just, like, I follow him and, like, I'm, like, me and this guy like all the same music. So every time he posts a thing, I'm just, like, and if I don't know it, I feel I have to check it out. And United Nations was one of those bands. Yeah, that's amazing. You may have a very biased view of our band then because you met, like, the one guy who <laughs> really loves us. <laughs> hey, so you always need those one guys True. that's, like, a super fan and you got to not feel weird about it. Yeah. That's what I found, like, as I, as I continue to do, uh, you know, entertainment stuff is, like, when someone's like, I'm a huge fan, don't go, why? <laughs> right, right. It's in your best interest to make them feel as cool as they, they want. And he does, in fairness, he has really good taste in music. The other stuff he posts, aside from bands I'm in, like, are all stuff that I also really like. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like on a, it's in his, it's, it's in wide spectrum. Yes, it he's is. like a total hardcore kid, uh, and he works at the courthouse, and he, uh, and he, uh, just works at a bar as well. I think at night. It's just I, I'm I so I'm very interested in. It. Yeah, I don't know that much about. Uh, we've met at our shows, but yeah, I, I follow him on Instagram, so I only kind of piece it together through that. So I don't <laughs> yeah. really know what his actual day to day is like. Yeah, but, but he's, he's a, always been so sweet to us. Yeah, he's a fantastic dude. But it's like you know one of those things where he always posts whatever he's listened to at the time, and so it'll be you know he and he's and he's a collector too. So yeah. like just yesterday, I think he posted the blue picture disc by Nirvana, like the 1988 pressing yep. of it. And then the you know the next thing he posted was like an orchid ten inch, and then later on it was you know like a Prince album. Like the dude fucking he's a real deal. Yeah, Yeah, he really is. So I want to. There's a a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to uh, you know about you know your web series and uh, the band and like you know you already kind of mentioned that it's like it's it's the just by happenstance it's balancing each other out. Uh, But then also I want to talk to you about your time 
in the Cleveland hardcore scene. Oh man, my favorite thing to talk about. I bet. <laughs> so Cleveland hardcore scene, the like the one of the you know shining <laughs> examples, I would say, of uh, the Cleveland hardcore scene is a band called One Life Crew. And you just wrote a whole thing about them. Yeah, for Noisy. For Noisy, exactly. And so One Life Crew was on Victory Records, which was at the time, and I was into a lot of bands on there. Me too. A lot of great bands. Like Strife came to Hawaii, and they just you know basically dropped off the, the label stuff. And you're like, Dead Guy's great. Snap Case is great. Earth Crisis. Like, I loved Earth Crisis. You know? Totally. Uh, I remember I showed it to uh, one of my brother's friends, and like the, uh, I was like, "This is really because like his bro- his friends like like met a lot." And I was like, "Listen, to this band Earth Crisis," and like the first thing he said was like, "Needs double bass pedal, <laughs> <laughs> not even double bass, double bass pedal." He was gonna give meet him halfway, um, but uh, but then they put out a record uh, by a band called One Life Crew, and One Life Crew, I, I loved it. I found it uh, crime ridden society, crime ridden society. I found it, uh, you know, in a used bin, and it was five bucks. I was so, I was, I was like, none of my friends listen to this band, like, because like, like no one knows about. It. And that's a very exciting thing when you're growing up. It's just yeah. like it's like First I'm going to be the guy that gets everyone else into this, yeah. not the other way around. And so I got it, and then I was listening to it, and then my friends were like, "Hey, man, you ever uh, read the lyrics?" <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Oh, you know me. I don't really, I don't pay attention." You're a, you're a melody guy. I'm a melody guy. I like a hook. I like you know I like a beat I like a breakdown I want a moment to mosh a good, moment to circle a good bridge yeah yeah exactly and so I went back home and I looked up the lyrics uh, here's one um, this is probably pure disgust no it's no not, oh yeah it is uh, Mer- Merdario oh, the Merdario stomp Merdario stomp yeah goes uh, into pure disgust yes, yes. And of course. So, here are the lyrics, and this is and I'm sure this is something you've had to do. You want some a, music? A, a, an almost apologist? Do you want a music? Yes. Here? What do you got that's going to... Oh, you, the Periscope people get to see I'd, the drops. I'd recommend, if you have it, the Mexican hat dance, because it'll really... <laughs> <laughs> How's that? So here are the lyrics to One Life Crew, Pure Disgust. <laughs> you don't have to read it like I wrote last. Okay. Uh, don't so, come over here. here. We don't... Need or want you. Need or want you. A, A country, country for, for Americans. Americans. Vultures won't rule. Yep. <laughs> In your rat land, you belong and rot. PC worthless scum should all die in rage? Yes. Dirty fucking leeches. Of course. You must get out. Uh Don't use this country for free handouts. Yes. Wow. And so in a time... Those those are the guys that that would be okay with Donald Trump using their... (laughs) Using his theme song. They're begging him, too. So... Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes with that, but it. Well, I, I was heard it. No, no, I was. Remarkable. This is perfect that you memorized it, um, because this is like I read that and I was like, "Hold the phone, this is crazy." Yes. And then when their second album came out, it was four screen grabs of a video of border patrol men beating up people trying to cross the border. It's called American Justice. American Justice. Um, These guys are in Cleveland. What? Well, 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 what's interesting, too, is is so they got kicked off Victory because of that song. They put it out, and then... Yeah, who the, here's the thing. And the, what the fuck is Victory doing where they're like, it was, was demand that high where there was like that much of a fucking, you know, just get it out. Get it out. The kids need their mosh. I don't know. I mean, I think it had something to do with like the lineage of the band because like Singer Steve was in Confront. The drummer was in Integrity. They had like a lot of affiliated bands, yeah. but they... They were a lesser path of resistance. So, yes. <laughs> Which was a hardcore group. 
That was yeah. So, but basically, there's still video online. They caused a riot because they played a show in Ohio at a festival, and some kid during pure disgust said something to their singer, and this huge fight broke out. And then Victory kicked them off the label and sent a postcard to everyone apologizing for putting out the band. Mm. And uh, and then they did American Justice on their own. I was actually this, this, some of the stuff is like kind of embarrassing to talk about. It's but okay. I was in the studio. Unsafe place. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the studio. I was in a band with those guys. Like a little after this, and I was actually in the studio when they were doing some of the skits on American Justice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was this weird comedy aspect to the band too, but they were also really serious. Yeah. I, so United Nations just played in Cleveland last week. We did five shows with Coliseum, and uh, I had to introduce everyone in the van to like One Life Crew. I was like, you guys, because no one really, people don't talk about them a lot. Yeah. It's kind of a footnote. Yeah. But I was like playing them. I was like, everyone called each other fruits, and they had this yeah. whole like kind of like, um, language in like the cleveland lexicon of hardcore when i was you know nerdarios this was like my big yeah this was my big thing in my scene like it's like guys i found our new favorite band yes and and you know a lot of my friends in hawaii were not white right (laughs) and they were not stoked on me being the one to bring i had the same kind of thing happen to me because i didn't i would go to their shows i talked about an article and in between every song they'd be like can i swear on this or they would yes, okay. actually encouraged. every every time they'd be like fuck the liberals and i was like yeah and i didn't know what a liberal was i didn't <laughs> yeah. know what a democrat was i was yeah. like a teenager so was this were they did they was this a reaction to the ultra pc yes veganism of like earth crisis and the straight edgeness of strife and you know just the whole you know, politically minded because I was in a band, you know, hardcore band, mid late nineties, uh, and they were very. I was just looking at footage of a trip we went to Kauai, and we, I, we put a sheet up, and then they spray painted "fuck corporate dominance" on it, and they put it behind me, and, and I was fifteen. I didn't fucking know what the fuck was going on, and then like they put, um, you know, PETA like skin dog posters in front of us. And it was a very Big time for yeah, you know, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, like you know, like was that one band that they could go like, oh, it's cool being political, kind yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah, I think it was reactionary to that to the Earth Crisis and kind of all those straight edge super PC bands. Yeah. I think it was more, I, th- and that's the interesting thing. It's like when you listen to like Ann Coulter talk. I feel like a lot of times I'm like, she doesn't really believe this. I don't. I feel like it's almost like. Well, things are going this way. Like, let's see how far we can push it the opposite direction. Well, yeah. that's like, you know, it's clownery. Uh, it's it's like... our friend Gavin, Gavin McInnes. Like, you know, it's is what does he believe the stuff he is? I think he will say he will. But uh, the, the whole thing that you, we were talking about is that, like, that's his new way of being reactionary. That's his new way of being punk. That's his new way of like you know like we do live in a really liberal world right now right so like what if we turned it on its head and so Gavin McInnes a guy who was like a punk rock liberal kid for a long time now is like a on Fox News he's a pundit on Fox News yeah and he's friends with Ann Coulter and yeah that stuff is maybe there's yeah maybe there's like a seed of that but I feel like part of it is just can't be real yeah it can't be real yeah. And yeah, and writing that thing for Noisy, I was sort of like apprehensive about because I was like, I don't want to be associated with it. And that's why I was sort of like, this is just, these are the guys that got me into this kind of music when I was like a teenager. And I really didn't think about the lyric. It was the same yeah. as you. Like, I just heard, I was like, these riffs are awesome. Yeah. And then, well, you know. Well, the first time we all heard Screwdriver before we <laughs> found out what they were all about was like, yeah. it was a bummer. I had a scar. I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's. Like, you, yeah. Well, you got a Screwdriver tattoo? Oh, sc- a screwdriver. screwdriver oh, scarf. Jeez, really? <laughs> yeah, that was before 
Yeah, now she's yeah. driving Jews around LA. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's her repentance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. From here on out, you now have to drive them from Hollywood to Highland Park and beyond. I, I was old I was older when I first heard them and it was played to me as like a prank, like Hey, are, aren't these guys good, right? You say you like these guys. Aren't they good? I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, well, I mean, what are they saying? Yeah, you can't, that's yeah. the thing. You can't really tell yeah. what they're saying. It's all, no, 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 no. I mean, there are, there are bands, though, where, like, it's like, you know, everyone listens to metal bands, and a lot of these bands will talk about, you know, like, killing babies. And it's like, they don't do it. Yeah, Like, right. it's like they're playing characters. Right. You know? Uh, the and same I, guys played me, like, David Allen Coe songs, where it's like, some of them are funny. He's talking about like eating butt and whatever, and then like the next one's like N word, N word, and you're like, whoa! Yeah, I thought that guy was like funny drunk uncle, and now he's like no scary neighbor. He's guy, just so. straight up uncle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a bit tricky finding that that balance. I I remember you know I was always say like oh I don't care as long as it's catchy, and then as I got a little older, more conscious, it's like you kind of have to do yourself. It's you know like what, what I what I always call the uh, the Ben Weasel conundrum. Which is uh, how do you um, how how do you listen to them or buy their records when it's always been known he was a dick, but right. now he's like there's video proof of him just punching a woman. <laughs> like, uh, how do you get past that? Yeah, I never really listened to anything after Kill the Musician, so I never really kept up on like current Screeching Weasel or Ben. I would Weasel go stuff. back every once in yeah. a while. You know, it never was as anything, any, uh, nothing was ever as good as Anthem or My Brain right, or something right. like that. But, uh, but so I'll never get a band tattoo. Cause well, no, you get you, you get it. Here's the thing: band tattoos. If the band's broken up, I say Godspeed. Because they won't do anything to fuck it up. Well, members of that band. Oh. You know what I mean? I, th- I think you got to go with like U two. That's really the only band that Celtic you. I think. Celtic Frost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would Can be. Can we see your Celtic Frost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I would ever get a lyrics. Maybe sometimes I think about that. Yeah, doesn't age yeah. well. Doesn't age well. What are you talking about? I want to fly like an eagle. <laughs> Let the spirits follow me. Just the full <laughs> text, chorus, verse, chorus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It says chorus X two yeah. on it. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. there was um there was one weaker than's lyric. That's my favorite. One of my favorite lyrics, just lines of all time, and it's a uh, forty hour work week weighs a thousand kilograms. It's just, uh, it's like, it's such a beautiful line. It's really cool. And they're like, but you know, when that album came out in, you know, what, 99 or 2000, I was like, I was like, yeah, working sucks. I should get this as a tattoo. <laughs> and now, like, I barely work and get way too much money for that work I do. That it would just be fucking like, you know, that's yeah. like, you know, yeah, tattoo blue. a blue collar on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what I want to do is I want to show people um, some United Nations stuff. Cool. Um, I think I want to play, and I want actually you to choose. Uh, I was I was thinking about playing Serious Business from the next four years, which a uh, delightful reference to uh, the first four years from yes. Black Flag. Um, but I also love it. It's it's like it's almost a dual. It's a it's like a a dual reference to um, uh, Black Flag's first four years and The Shape of Punk to Come, where it's kind of like a, a mission statement as well as a you know uh, a stance of some sort. Was that ju- was it just a joke on? It was a joke on that. We also have a song in the first record called. The shape of punk that never came, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I mean a lot of the conceptual stuff is is Jeff. Yeah. Um, Jeff kind of I, I focus a little more on the, on the music part, but yeah, I think it was it was definitely like a the band's really political, so it was definitely like 
four years presidency, but also obviously the artwork and the title kind of a reference to Black Flag. Yeah. And kind of the whole thing with UN is just ripping stuff off. Like the first record was Abbey Road, Beatles on Fire. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We just re- we're reissuing it in July as the White Album. So Perfect. it's a lot of it. All, all our shirts on this door, Paul McCartney giving the middle finger. Oh, So great. it's a lot of like just recontextualizing kind of stuff and kind of poking fun at it. That's great. Yeah. It's, I, I do love a band that there was the, uh, the first, I can't remember their name, but it was the, they were from San Diego. It was the first band that uh, we went and saw um, uh, Headwound City and you know uh, Loma Prieta. Loma Prieta, yes. yeah. Loma Prieta, who fucking stole the show. Uh, but then there was a band before that, and it was just one of those things where, like, I need, I don't know if I need entire ironic detachment in my, in, you know, my musicians, but I want a bit of awareness. There is something to the just the full on earnestness of like a guy going like the future between songs between songs. No, nothing happened. The guy's tuning up and the guy's on the future tells you what you want to do. The future is trying to control you. This next song is control you. And then he has parts in the song where you hear his regular voice and you're like, why don't you just I'd be cool with you just saying that. <laughs> right, right. Regular style. Like, hey, you know, a lot of people are trying to tell you. A lot of people walking around like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. <laughs> uh, but what song do you think uh, you would want people to hear if there was the first first United Nations song? I think Serious Business is a good choice because the first so? song on the record, and it's got like best new track by Pitchfork. It's a song people seem to really like, and it okay. starts out very immediately. Okay, cool. So uh, this is uh, Serious Business, which is a great great song title uh, uh, from uh, the next four years by United Nations.
right, that was some serious business. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> coming out of the United Nations from the album the next four years. Now, Dave, you came in in the middle of those heavy jams. You bet I did. You're you're <laughs> you're you're a big fan of heavy jams. I love them. Heavier the better. And uh, what'd you think of that? Oh, that was fantastic. Yes, big. Thank you. Hey. He's he's a big fan of heavy jams. He's a very good artist, and uh, I'm glad you guys get to meet. Me uh, too. Yeah, but you are <laughs> what? Good to be here. Yay, <laughs> Dave. Did you need a drink? You got good. Got one. Everyone good on the drinks? Great, I'm doing great. All right, good. Um, so, what's that? Just keeping busy. What's the fucking sound effect? What is it's that? It's orchestra, like a timpani hit. Just one timpani hit? Yeah. You know, that's meant to be like, do, do. There's supposed to be, you're supposed to have another one. You only get one. Just the one. You only get one. I, I have what I have. You want me to, you know, what, what's the situation you would use that in? Anyone, please, anybody, it, it's please. It kind of surprised Dave. I heard it's it. It's kind of like okay. a good, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I see. It's for, like, a physical comedy. It's slapstick comedy. Where yeah, you're like, exactly. boom, boom, boom. It's when you eat something real big and the camera pans onto your stomach. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, That's if right. anyone has any food. Oh, so it's like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah. Yes. But timed better. Or like when the hard ass <laughs> walks. No, you see, can't because it's only one. Oh. You just did a one. Now you're stepping on yourself. Yeah. Come on. Chow down, wide load. I, <laughs> what are you doing out in town right now, Jonah? Um, the United Nations just did, we just did uh, five shows with Coliseum. Have you listened to them? Yeah. They're awesome. Amazing band. We just, um, and we finished Friday in Chicago. And my sister was out here doing, she's in this like indie movie called Trainwreck. I don't know if it's yeah. an indie movie. This <laughs> 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 guy Judd Apatow is directing it, I guess. Yeah, started yeah. right. Yes, yeah, started. Kick started. <laughs> I'm not sure if they've met their goal yet. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so so buy a t-shirt, buy a poster. Yeah, she was out here doing press, and I was just like, I can stay at your hotel room and hang out for free. And she did Kimmel today, so I just kind of have been just kind of freeloading off her and seeing she my got, friends. She got so excited when I like uh, I was like I was like, hey, me and your brother are becoming friends. And she's like, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I see her when she comes to town. She comes and does the Meltdown show. Right, right. Uh, just so everyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, Jonah's sister is uh, Vanessa Bear uh, from Saturday Night Live and the upcoming small flick. <laughs> I just find it at your local art house. It's coming it's to theater. Nice. Is it, It's straight to DVD or it's in theater? VOD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Straight Streaming. to VHS. Yes. We did a BitTorrent release. Yeah. Yeah, like Laserdisc. I did notice, though, the poster is her swigging booze and doing the finger up. Right. Uh, there's, uh, there's a photographer that I've worked with and that we know who did the same thing for uh, Sweet D from uh, Always Sunny Philadelphia. Really? It's, the, you know, it's, a, it's a blonde same girl photo. drinking and doing the finger up. Interesting. Like, it's like, hold on one moment, finger up. It was a uh, like uh, I was just kind of like oh all right well <laughs> I mean you know there's only so many ways you can define like show someone's a train wreck that is true <laughs> yeah uh, have you seen the movie I haven't seen it yet I'm gonna go they've done so many screenings Jonah. I know no one has, I haven't been invited to any of them <laughs> <laughs> so let you crash on her Florida yeah. hotel room yeah I'm gonna go I think there's a New York screening when it comes out next month I'm gonna oh when it comes p- out there's a screen yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, or a premiere whatever it is but yeah I'm gonna see it in a couple weeks okay I've, I've seen the preview about 900 times it's yes a, yeah. yeah it looks good I'm, I'm looking I think it'll be to good it. too yeah I uh and so did, were you both both of you guys both into music and comedy growing up because now no. you're, you're writing comedy stuff for Above Average, which is uh, Broadway videos. 
uh, and, and NBC's online. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Vanessa, I was really, into, I was always really into music. Yeah. Like specifically like punk rock. Yeah. Like I was always, you know, Vanessa was always waste like more into school and studying. Dork. Yeah. Like she would, that get her. <laughs> right. She, she went to an Ivy league school and like, I would, she would be late to school. Is it just the two of you? Yeah. And one of you went to an Ivy league school. Yep. Man. Not me. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just when one goes. Yep. Because both Adam got a, a master's degree, and I went to two weeks of community college. <laughs> but if you went to an Ivy League, I'd still have a thing. I'd still have a weird issue with it. Yeah, she would be late for high school though, because I would have to drive her, and I'd be like blasting the Misfits like <laughs> late, and she would be so bummed. But she didn't really get into comedy until um, really college. She was in this all-female sketch group called Bloomers. Yeah. And that she still talks about a lot. And she got into it, and then she moved to Chicago, did Second City. Yeah, but I want to to talk about your your path. We we know that she ended up (laughs) Right, right. But I guess the music stuff for me, us the above average thing kind of happened when we came with this Webster together, which was kind of music-based. Yeah. So that's kind of how I kind of came into it. And do you want to – like, you know, I just did a sketch for Comedy Central, and there was – Oh man, I'm gonna blank on the the. It was like guys from these like hardcore bands, like As I Lay Dying, I think. Every time I die. Every time I die. Oh, and is this the Father's Day thing? The Father's I Day. I saw thing. that. It was so funny. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was uh, Brandon Dermer, uh, who uh, directed a fart bar video that is just fucking fantastic. It's for uh, homeless and Heathrow, and it's like a fucking horror movie wrapped up in like with fart barf as a soundtrack. Which fart barf should be the soundtrack to every horror thing. movie. Everything. Everything. Yeah. It, it, like, it's like, you know, it's like it follows two with the soundtrack featuring <laughs> Far Far. Like, that's like, you know, on the vinyl should have that sticker. The soundtrack by Far Far. Whereas, like, uh, Dr. Detroit was like soundtrack by Devo. Should be yeah. something like that. Um, but, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. So he, you know, he had, he's friends like with a lot of music guys and the guys from uh, uh, Every Time, Every I, Time die. I Die. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, they wrote a sketch and it's really funny. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, wow, that's fucking right. He's like, yeah, they just wrote it on tour because I asked them if they want, had any ideas. And I, I love that there's starting to be this, you know, there's there's so much space for everybody now. As L.A. Dying is a band where the singer tried to kill his wife. Yep. And he went to prison. The way, but the one that wrote the sketches is totally different every band. Time every I time I die. Yeah. As I lay dying, the guy tried to kill his wife. Yes. Ooh, man. Yeah. Did she bleed Get surfer blood? Cross. That's a reference to a guy that hit his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you, go. you know it's weird. You know it's weird after hearing that. Love that second album. Heard that news. Don't know if I dig that third album. Is that a B? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. There's a B in the studio. I know. I was about to grab it. I was like, wait a minute. Jesus Christ. You know what's weird? That's like a thing that you hear now that you never heard before. Is that a B? <laughs> what is a B doing here? I was like, don't kill the B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. It's just gonna be. It's like you you slap it, and then like Peter comes in. It's like, well, that was it. That was the last bee. You know, the one only time I've ever been stung by a bee was actually fell on a bee. I was like in second grade. It was when we lived in Fresno. I fell down, and then I was like, oh, it was like it's. It was like it was probably you know on the ground. Two times I've been stung by a bee. Uh, stepped on a bee that was already dead. I've done that. And uh, driving um, with my arm out the window, <laughs> uh, and I remember like I literally said. Things are going pretty great. <laughs> I literally <laughs> said that, and I don't remember why. I just remember going, "Things are going pretty great." And then, and then like, it just I hear, I, I feel like something hit my 
like my elbow. I I go. I go, ow! And then, like, my arm shoots up and knocks my glasses off, which were taped together, so they fell apart. <laughs> and I driving on the freeway, and everything went to shit. I know a kid who has been stung on the penis oh. by a bee twice. No! And I can only imagine the second time it happened, and he went, not again! <laughs> and then, ding! How does he, is he just naked all the time? Uh, I think baggy shorts, and that's the lesson, really. Yeah. That's why fucks went out of business. Uh, they didn't, they're still around. Um... Just fucked, yeah. I think they were, they start, they veered into the Stussy territory of streetwear, right? <laughs> I don't know. They're my favorite pants. Hey, you I got a bunch of fashion experts in here. Yeah, I know. Jonah Bear oddly quiet during the bee sting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been stung, stung in the? Pants? I get I get stung by a bee when I was swimming once. It was like in a swimming pool, and oh, I was yeah. at my grandma's house. Well, you think you're safe? Yeah, and yeah. I was just swimming, a little kid, and just. Hurt so bad. Yeah, you're like unless a, a crazy shark situation happens, right? <laughs> I'm fine. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a buddy of mine is uh, death allergic to bees, and he's been stung three times. No which shit. Is like, oh. Does he have like, to carry epipens? Yeah, he has the epipens. And uh, so I was like, well, how long until you started carrying the epipens? He's like, it's embarrassing. I was like, well, you you always knew you were allergic. He's like, I always knew I was allergic. When did you start carrying epipens? After the third one, <laughs> wow. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure just having that now, he'll never get stung again. Yeah. yeah. Um. So is that is is comedy writing something that you wanna? Yeah, I mean, really, the web series is just us making fun of bands. Yes, and it's very funny. It's called Thanks. Sound Sound Advice. Sound Advice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've done like I don't know. We've done maybe like fifteen. We we just came out with our second one. We did with Time. Yeah. Um, we've done like Drake, Tegan, so we've done a bunch, but yeah, it's fun, but it's just small potatoes, Drake, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drake. And I'll say it again. It feels like a prank that everyone's playing on me. Drake. That why Drake, everyone loves him. <laughs> I've tried and I just feel like it's like a big ruse where I'm finally going to go, you know what? Drake is pretty good. And then the entire world is going to go, ha ha ha, gotcha. And then it turns out he was just a figment of everyone's imagination. It's possible. Are you are you backing off right now with this conversation because you're friends with Drake now? I'm not. No, but but I will say he was great to work with. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't. I'm not. He's Canadian. I don't he listen to his nice. music. But yeah, he was very. And I think because he he was an actor, he was very good at like not breaking and like yeah. kind of improvising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Goreburger, which is almost a rival show of yours? I don't know about it. Goreburger mm-hmm. is a big giant monster voiced oh, by yes. T.J. Miller. I have seen this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you I thought that's competition in the <laughs> fake band interview world. Of no, I think there's room for all of us. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I really do. No, it's fun to do. I will say that sometimes it's a little nerve wracking writing the stuff. And then once the people show up and you're like, oh, shit, we have to actually say this. Like we did one with yeah. the both, which is uh, Amy yeah, Man and Ted Leo, of course. Yeah. yeah. And we try not to make it mean spirited. But the first joke. I, th- I think I wrote this one was I was like, are you guys called the both because you're both almost eligible for Social Security? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a joke. And then they got Damn. there. And most of the time we kind of know like no effects and stuff. We like know them. So it's yeah. a big deal. But then they were like reading it. And I was like, what if they they don't know us? What if they read this? And yeah. like, who the fuck are these people? Well, like both comedy savvy. Yes. Though. And they were such good sports and totally played yeah. along and were awesome. But there were a few moments where I was like, some of this stuff, like, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be into this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're friends imagine. with the uh, NoFX guys? Yeah, friends with the NoFX guys. Um, we shot that sound advice, and uh, and then Mike came on my podcast. We told the story, and uh, 
we shot the sound device and Mike said, um, listen, because we came here, I had to, I have to fly tomorrow. Our bus went straight to the show. We came here. I have this bag I can't fly with. Can you, I'm going to, I was going to see them the next week in DC. He's like, can you bring this bag? So I basically like smuggled Mike's bag of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that's a, that's a heavy question from that guy. I can't fly with. Yes. Oh, well, that's the crazy part. It's like, like, were were you, were you guys big no effects fans? Uh, I wasn't because here's, and I, I, I've probably explained it before, you know, from Hawaii, it's already kind of like an alternative scene in general. Like, uh, it's all a counterculture. Right. Um, the guys that were the popular dudes in my school were surfers. Okay. No effects and Pennywise, uh, sublime bands like this were on surf videos. And so those guys liked it. But uh, so to us, that was the fake punk. That was poser punk. Interesting. And so for us, that's what got us into FYP and, uh, you know, harder stuff, stuff they didn't know. Recess records. Queers. Yeah. Recess records. Lookout records. Stuff that was like, like, wait, wait, those are dorky guys. Like Mr. T Experience. Those guys are dorks. (laughs) You know, Uh, like it's just like all those kinds of bands, like Groovy Ghoulies. Okay. Yeah. So I want guys complaining about not getting girls. Right, right, right. You know, so you you, you kind of vert towards mutant pop, and when you and as opposed to Fat Records, which is just looks like the guys that beat you up at school, <laughs> backwards baseball caps, and yeah, that's understandable. Shows. What? Jock punk. punk, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Well, yeah, I was a huge fan, so yeah, Mike asked me, and I was instant was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why did I agree to do this? But it worked out great. Yeah, it's fine. I love him now. I'm not you know, in prison. When, uh, when Warren Arism came out, that's when I finally was like, I think this might be one of the best, smartest, tightest bands around. Yeah. Yeah, they're very underrated band. I mean, they're a huge band, but yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, they're a huge band. We all know who No Effects is. Mm-hmm. But, the you know, the average person doesn't. Right. Fat Mike, millions of dollars, do you think? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, between the band and the label. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like really rich, right? And but, but, but he's like, got to have a sandwich shop too. Right? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Fat Mike sandwich. Fat Mike sal- Fat Sal's. He just right. changed his it's name. Right next to Fat Sal's. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Turtle. Uh, but uh, like, it's one of those things where I always talk about. You know, it's there. No one. Mostly everybody will never know who they are. Right. But it's all perspective. So it's like you know, I I I say this way every time somebody goes. Like, it's like, oh, you just like obscure bands. I was like, that's your perspective, man. Like, that's like, it's like who like where I come from they're Like, it's like, yeah, of course, everyone knows who a veil is. But right. Like, you know, you talk to someone else. They're like, who the fuck? You know, so I, I, I always I, like it's a I town was, in Colorado, right? A veil. <laughs> oh, I made Dave grunt in displeasure. Oh, veil. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna break for a song real quick. Um, what's uh, yeah another? Oh yes, here's a uh, let's do a twofer. Let's do a twofer. We'll make some more drinks. We'll loosen Perfect. up. Perfect. Uh, this uh, straight laced Jonah Bear. So uh, tense right now. So tense right now. Um, I'm I'm gonna play uh, first off a song from Radiator Hospital. Uh, it's a song called Leather and Laces off Torch Song. And after that, I'm gonna play that new Fiddler. We can't...
All right. That was a three for Thursday. Um, that was that last song was Desaparecidos. 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 There's a, a band that hasn't put out an album in eight years and then came out with an album I haven't been able to turn off <laughs> since last Tuesday. Did Me they, too. They played, I've been obsessed with it. It's they played so, FYF a couple of years ago, didn't they? Yeah. 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 So good. It's so fucking good, and the lyrics are so good. What's your favorite song? Um, I, dude, I, that song Slacktivist. Slacktivist. I really, I mean, I really like that one. You know what? Uh, the left is oh, right. Shit, is that's great. a great cover. It's all just redacted. Paola. Yeah. Paola yeah. is the name of the... Uh, yeah, oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've been really trying... You know, we're both friends with Denver. I've been trying to go on tour with them because I feel like they have the kind of the same vibe as you on except different sound Yeah, and more popular. But well, but <laughs> though, like, you know, you want that sometimes, different vibe. Yeah, but like politically, you guys are in the same... Politically, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. God, man. Radicalized. I mean, that... Like, like the just the way he like uh, the lyrics are so fucking good, so good. But just like uh, talking about you know like like you know kids that are kind of forced into terrorism and people that are led to like believe terrorism is a certain thing because of fear. And uh, but like he says like radical radicalize, but he says it radicalize radicalize, and then he says radical lies. After it's just like it's fun. Connor Roberts is awesome. <laughs> Man, I, I'm yeah. a big yeah. fan of all of his stuff. I think he's such a great songwriter. He is. is, is Am I remembering this wrong? Not a, he's not a Saddle Creek guy, is he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, like, his yeah. brother, his, I think, helped start the label. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Like his brother started the label with the dude from Cursive, right? I think it was Rob Nansel and, yeah, maybe 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 Tim or something. Yeah. Oh, man, Tamo. Like, oh, I hung out with some Saddle Creek Anonymous, folks like last fucking, night. Anonymous is great. Yeah. And, like, just the lyrics like are just so phenomenal. I, I, you know, my James Domian is a good buddy of mine, and you know, we never, we've never talked about music. I've never felt the need to, you know, jeopardize re- your friendship or recommend him. a song. <laughs> him to liking him. something that's terrible. Uh, but like, I was like, hey man, I gotta tell you, if only for the lyrics, you're gonna love this album. Yeah. James was, you know, really into the the, uh, the Occupy Wall Street movement and stuff like that. The so. radical left. Yeah, and uh, but that's also the the thing he talks about. Like in the um, the left is right. He talks about how like you know the the sixties revolution movement, mm-hmm. like how they all kind of like had to make these concessions. Yeah, yeah. and the left is right, and we're, ah, it's just that's activist. I feel like is also so cynical about even the idea of activism. Yes, yeah. like it's re- like a lot about just like I'm posted something on Twitter. And yeah, like it, I bought the t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donate a dollar with my coffee and save someone. Like it's yeah. very. <laughs> Cynical, but also like really on point, and lo- I don't know. I think it's really smart. Yeah, here's know. the um, slacktivist is uh, just quote unquote like this, and the problem is solved. I want to start to kick back and get involved. Um, <laughs> everyone is selfless. It's so much fun. Donate a dollar with my coffee and save someone. Calling all friends I loosely know. We're all tight knit. Click in the virtual. Our purses are fat. These kids are gaunt. Every little bit helps a lot. Like just. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and so catch like the music is so great. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's just fucking, goddamn. I can't get I can't get past how, how. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's the radicalized. My whole family tree has got nothing to eat. The machine guns guard the checkpoint from starving refugees. So when I stop to pray for the fifth time today, 
still see my sister Alma with a hole in her skull as the tanks pulled away and then radicalized. That's yeah. like a moment because of a outside situation that was radicalized. Yeah. Um, goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. And he has such a great punk voice. Yes. Like where's that that um in that in that song we heard uh when he says uh so there's seeds to like it's like he just like it sounds like he's just gonna blow it out at any moment <laughs> yeah a hundred percent yeah which is like there's a different thing with like you know the idea of like screaming and, and kind of going back and forth uh I can't remember which band I was listening to recently but they were um the singer was just all over the board of types of singing and it went from like talking. And then talking would ramp up into kind of like this, like staccato screaming, and then just like hardcore thrash screaming, like back down to like a, a sing songy. Like that's like you're using yeah. so many other, so many parts all at once and all like in a row. I can't imagine like the upkeep of a guy's that's throat. I can't believe about that Hedwig City show. I was like, this guy's been singing like that for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty insane. It's got to be like a like a minefield of just like sores nodes. and like weird nodes and and healed wounds. But the thing is, I think because it's he, I don't know because he does that too. Or it's like like what like he goes to whiny and yeah. back and forth. But that that's the thing that I'm always amazed by is the the craft of uh, of a lot of those guys that sing like that is like they actually studied how to. Yeah. Make it sound like or they did it and then they got fucked up and then some yeah. doctor had to be like, OK, this is how you should be doing this. And these are yeah, the but like all between the songs, all those guys that have been doing for 20, 25 years have been to that doctor 7000 yeah. times. They never yeah. thought they'd go. It's the opposite <laughs> of punk rock, but they had to go there. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, people were really surprised with UN when we came out because, you know, Jeff sang for Thursday mm-hmm. and yeah. that was very different. And like, yeah, a lot of people couldn't believe it was him doing this. Wait, voice. same guy from Thursday. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Same dude, huh? Yeah, that that was a, that that scene. <laughs> Thursday, taking back Sunday. Uh, no, I don't. You know, I I, I hear the band and I like it. You yeah, know? yeah. I I'm bad at like doing the deep research now. It's like I used to be so good at. Yeah, yeah. You know, when now someone's like, I was like, oh, good band. Where are they from? I go, I don't fucking know. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. totally. It's like because the, you you hear so many bands now that the the knowledge and the the depth of knowledge you know about bands has to kind of. You know, it used to be like, well, they started also, here. And then they yeah. Moved also, like we're doing better than most people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone in this room. So let's not be too hard on ourselves. Let's, let's exclude <laughs> my brother in this situation. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. his dinner. These pistachios he found. All right. All right. We don't Fried have to brag. Pistachios. Um, but yeah, next so, theme yeah, song yeah, to you're right, Like Thursday, completely different. But like that right. was the whole that was the whole scene that I. I like I didn't get into the Thursday taking back Sunday. That was that post get up kids right era. Um, I feel like I missed out. I was t- uh, I, I was talking to Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eight Two about this, where he did. There's a thing called emo night. In, yes, in L. A. Very in controversial. Park, and and kids are just singing along to people playing songs. Yeah, playing records. Jesse does that. Yeah, and my friend does it. Yeah, it's like and like and so uh, he's it, like Mark. Hop is telling me he's, he's like he's like yeah so I wanted to play Emo Night so you know I bring Fugazi I bring Promise Ring I bring Get Up Kids right um, and just he says the crowd just stopped moving you put and on he, like a brand new song and then he put yeah then he's like he's yeah. like then I put on a brand new song and kids went fucking ape yeah. shit and then he's like fuck because like you know it's that DJ thing you're like fuck I got I gotta keep this up. So like, and then he's like, he's like, that was playing stuff I didn't really even care yeah. to care yeah. for. <laughs> I don't I was get like, it. Through guys' playlist. 
Yeah. I know a lot about that kind of music because I worked alternate press for three years. Oh, no way. Yeah. AP. AP, I was a music editor from 02 to 05, so I did the record review section. Shit. So I had, was exposed to a lot of that stuff. I used to work on Warp Tour. That was like that was the Warp Tour magazine. That was the Warp Tour magazine. I was there during like the era. That's how I met. Thursday. That was during like the the, the, the the handsomest men in punk started yes. playing, <laughs> and they all were on the cover of Alternative Press. Yeah, yeah, that was the era because it was based in Cleveland. So I moved back there after school. Like, I got oh, this no job. I did a zine in college called Law of Inertia. Nice. And then yeah, so but yeah, so I knew a lot about that stuff just because it was my job. But I don't know who any. I probably can't name a single band on Warp Tour now. Yeah. Like ten years removed, it's like a different. It's a whole different universe. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's odd, and I wonder if it's just going to be a thing of its time, like the idea that Slipknot just announced the lineup of Knotfest, and it's Corn and Slipknot and Body Count, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, bands from that yeah, time. Yeah, Body Count has a new record soon. I Body- saw Body Count twice last year. They really? played New York with Madball. No way! <laughs> Madball opened. It was incredible. Some dude kept yelling, "Leprechaun." Because I guess <laughs> Ice-T was in that movie, and Ice-T stopped the show and, like, got down and was like, I know you've been yelling this all night. Like, let's talk about it. what do you want to know? Like, the guy played Leprechaun was, cool. like, talked to it, and he was like, if you yell Leprechaun one more time, I'm going to, like, beat the shit out of you. That's <laughs> awesome. Basically, like, engage the guy. about Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah, he's dope. He introduced Cop Killer. He introduced Cop Killer being like, this song's called Cop Killer. I play one on TV. <laughs> right into it. It was incredible. It was so self-aware. It was yeah. incredible. I love, and then I f- following him, if you don't follow at Final yeah, Level, he's awesome. On, yeah, I want. I always, I've always wanted to meet him. Ever since I found out that he was a pimp in Waikiki, <laughs> like I've like I was Who? like Ice, Ice, Ice T. T in Waikiki. No yeah, because he was in the Navy or the Army, and then he and then he left, but he was stationed in Hawaii, and then he just oh, became a shit. pimp in Waikiki. Is that where wow. he started his pimp, pimp career. Yes, is exactly it. That's it's like it's because it was like you know prostitution in, in in Waikiki, from like I guess the seventies and eighties. It was like uh, it's like peak. I remember even growing up in like early nineties, like me and my friends would go and it'd just be, just every other block, like not like just every other storefront. There was yeah, a we're looking for those Japanese businessmen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember and one time a girl soldiers. was like, yeah, uh, most uh, well, yeah. No, no, there was there like Waikiki is you know kind of had its own Times Square thing. There was a there was a because there used to be like vendors everywhere, and then they, they they it is pretty filthy, but it's like they got you know Armani stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it used to be the place you'd go to find like a place that would sell you a fake ID. Yeah, you know? I remember <laughs> it was on Cujillo, and you'd go downstairs, and then it was like a guy that would just like take a picture of you and then print it out for you. <laughs> I, my mine was at Sixth and Alvarado, and I drive through that intersection like eh, at least ten times a week. And <laughs> every time I drive through that intersection, I was thinking. I stood on that corner, the and then this. Colorado is still pretty. Oh, it's still yeah. a little shitty, but there's a lot of traffic yeah. that's through there, and yeah, it was. That that those were a hell of experience. Did you guys have fake IDs when you were kids? I had a fake ID, yeah, up and and it looked nothing like me, and it worked everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I got mine was a, Martin Andrew Knopp. Mine was Paul Calamia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this guy was like five six or something, <laughs> and it worked. And I got it taken away like a week before because I wanted to save like two dollars on like a cover. Yeah. <laughs> like it was something I didn't even need. It. I was like so cocky. I was like, this yeah. works everywhere. Buying beer, I'll just yeah. save two bucks. And they were like, no, it wouldn't give it back to me. Longest week of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend who who had used a fake ID since he was like fifteen or something. And then after he had turned 21, he went in with his real license, and the guy said, this is bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. It took his license away. Oh, no shit. way. He's like, it's my fucking license. <laughs> oh, fuck. He still was kind of baby-faced, but shit. Dude, I... 
Yeah, yeah well, Jamie's from edge. Jamie was in Utah, so she was. Oh shit! Oh, that's where the straight edge gangs were from. Yeah, get it on a mic. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can't you can't be fascinating and not on a mic. Yeah. It doesn't work. Not in this garage. Yeah, I like how you keep on like dropping things. Like, <laughs> Jamie's oh. way more punk than anyone else in this room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've no, oh, thank you. I've I've noticed that you've like you know I like it's like and you're also like um, the real like real like it's like you know punk that's like like got a good job now, which is like you see those guys they were like. You know, Fred Perry shirts and sweaters, but then you see like all the tattoos peeking up. Oh yeah, the collar. peeking up tattoos. Yeah. My, yeah. Fa- my favorite, like, like tell is when they've had like big, you know, zero zero gauge ear rings at some point, and then now they have their earlobes like clipped and like sewn into like little belly buttons. Oh, yeah. that, that <laughs> First guy I remember seeing like that, like the well done up like tattooed guy was a uh, Cali. Yep. Uh, um, he was Cali Dewitt from the the whole. Kurt Cobain situation. Okay, but like he was a he was a manager at a um, at a bar we would always go to and get, you know, would give us free drinks. But he was just always like pressed shirts and the, like yeah. You know, but like you would see all these fucking crazy, you know. <laughs> it's like oh, you'd like you could just tell like it's like it was like oh yeah, you were a junkie. You have all these <laughs> fucked up tattoos. Yeah. That you kind of have to cover up with all these things. Yeah. Have you seen Soaked in Bleach? No. God, I should have made that required. Viewing for this thing, I don't know what it is. Soaked in this bleach. Is a Nirvana it's a thing? new Nirvana doc. It's, no, Where it's is a it Kurt Cobain doc, specifically about the uh, PI, the, the, the P, yeah, the, the private detective that Courtney hired, uh, and his perspective on the whole situation. Uh, it is the loose change of grunge documentaries. <laughs> wow! It is like it's just because it's like you, it's done so flat that you're like. Oh yeah, why were the shells on the other side? And what is up with Building Seven? Like you kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to believe that she was capable enough to just Hold, okay, four All times right. the amount that you, would kill you, somebody. You gotta get on a mic. You gotta get yeah. on a mic. You If you're gonna be interested in the conversation, you, well, don't no, leave. You don't leave. It's just be the on a opposite mic. of what you want. <laughs> Um, you can no. Use your phone and then call in and catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we in? can line in a call. <laughs> we'll just modulate your voice if you don't want to. <laughs> then there was no stool in front yeah, of the door. I haven't seen the other the HBO montage one. of heck. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's why I, I uh, did Douglas movies, and the, the other guy was the guy who directed montage of heck. And the kid stays in the picture. Same yeah. dude. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's working the, with a lot uh, of prickly personalities. Talk about the day of the uh, O.J. Simpson. Uh, oh really? Chase. Oh, the April oh, t- whatever. Yeah, he did that one too. What did yeah. that have to do with sports? Oh, I guess OJ Simpson played sports. No, what did that have to do with that sports? That documentary also. C- I mean, it, it was like 25 years after he played football. But no, no, no. That the the sports. Right? The documentary covers that, but it also covers like six things that happened that day. Oh, really? Like yeah. One thing oh, in hockey, and yeah. uh, nothing in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, it might have been a basketball thing or something like that. But yeah. there were there were a couple of big yeah. games, and that a, was yeah. happening. It was a huge day in sports, but also this coincided in the same day. Oh, yeah. funny. So, and you also you you're, you blog a bunch too, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm, so my main job that pays the bills is writing about music. So I write for yeah Playboy. Like I just started writing for High Times, which Sweet. is cool. Oh, nice. And I do a lot of stuff for the AV Club, and so that and I do a lot of bios for bands and that type of stuff. Let's talk AV Club. Sure. Let's talk <laughs> AV Club comment sections. What's your uh, take on that? Do you do you people at AV you Club? You people. <laughs> no, no, because I love everyone what at the AV people? Club. You yeah, AV I Club like, in I general, like, especially the newer regime, they like me a little more than the older regime. 
<laughs> but uh, it's the comment section that I have. Uh, All those uh, comments are me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No, You're so I mean, mean to me. It's. I feel like it's every comment section. Don't you think it, it, like it, it the is. noisy com like I'll write something and it'll be like a personal essay and I'll be like oh like people are gonna relate to this and it's like who is this loser like you yeah. know like who care like but I feel like it's a very small segment of people that leave all those comments. Do you do you deal with that? I think that's like why I have such a reminiscent feeling about being in bands where I don't think I ever care as long as people were showing up for shows. I didn't care about much else. Yeah. Uh, I feel like with United Nations, you know, before United Nations, there was this band called The Love Kill. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, Jeff signed us that his label, Eyeball, and that's sort of like the first band. So with UN, it's like we just did it for fun and people liked it. But I feel like we never really cared or tried. Yeah. Like we never expected Pitchfork to write about us or any of that kind of stuff. So I almost feel it's one of those things, too, once you just kind of like are like, fuck it, I'm just going to do this for fun. Then all of a sudden... Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you stop caring. Yeah. So the criticism and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, who cares? Like, people will be like, oh, you guys are trying to be black metal or something. I'm like, we're just playing what we want. Yeah, that, that is always a weird thing where someone puts on, like, they're like, it's like, I think this is what they're trying to do. So this is what they're trying to do. Right. And it's like, if you have blast beats and screaming, it kind of sounds like black metal, no matter what you're doing. All yeah. sounds Charles Bronson to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I just yeah you know, like I was saying earlier I saw footage of a, a band I was in that we uh, show we played in Kauai and I remember thinking like because like lately you know I've been playing drums again and I was just like you know I was never really good at blast beats and then I watched this footage and I was like fuck I was so great at blast <laughs> beats I was so fast and I was so bummed I was like uh, how far I've fallen yeah and you played single pedal right single pedal just just twitch yeah just I'm uh. I'm a novice. What what are blast beats? The the, yeah, the tell us who, so blast beat is essentially it's like it's uh, the bass, the snare, and the hi hat all at the same time. Okay, oh, as right. fast as you can do it. Yeah. Uh, bands like Spaz and Charles Bronson slap a hand bands slap a hand bands exactly. Uh, I'm I want to try and think of a classic. Well, a lot of, a lot of speed but, but like newer bands, like um, I feel like it's a lot of newer bands that do it. Um. I can't pull a single name. I mean, what was that fucking? Because it's like they w- it wasn't always all the time. That was the thing. It's like metal. Like Death Heaven or something. Death Heaven does it now. Sort of yeah. Dude, give me give me one track so that people listen to this. Should we play more can, United Nations? Is yeah. That you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to do like a historical version of it. So this is Spaz from the album La Revancha. They were obsessed with wrestling, graffiti, and skateboarding. Such a good band. How did this? He claims that there's a band called like Burzum or Basm. I don't know. But then there was like Capel's Casualties. His hero is gone. Charles Bronson. Hold on. Charles Bronson was like I think oh, one of the best. Yeah, Ebro. Ebro. They were the best at samples and in, in albums. <laughs> Better than Wu Tang. 
Better than but Sublime. That's April 21st, 1992. Ballad of Rodney Theodore Sakers. Let's see. Let's hold on. That's Charles Bronson. So the, the really assaultive part yeah. of the drums. Yes. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, and we use a lot of blast beats in UN too. And David, okay, I'll play some. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> our, our drummer and bass player Zach are in this band on Epitaph. Pianos become the teeth, who are really great too. Who use no blast beats. Yeah. Ah, none. They're much more melodic. Yeah, yeah. Blast beats. It's like you know they're they can get old. I think because you, you can't ha- dance to a blast. Yeah, beat. you have to be very selective with them. Because if yeah. you just do it, it actually doesn't sound that heavy. If that's all you do, because yeah. you just kind of get used to it. Yeah, it's that's like death metal, where it's just like you know, like exactly. And like you see them play it live, like they figured out a way to not exert themselves. Yeah, yeah. it's just like you know, all from the the wrist, and it, it's yeah. it's not as that's why like you know metal shows aren't as fun to watch because all those guys are so good at their instruments that they just. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just play them. It's a parlor trick. Yeah. As yeah, opposed to like true. when you go see a hardcore band that could be playing the same riffs, the same breakdowns, all that stuff. But they fucking they're trying so hard to not yeah. fuck up <laughs> that it just makes them go. But crazy. meanwhile, a band like Dragon Force, like those guys are virtuoso beyond belief. But then they're like, let's kick it up and not just get some trampolines on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the drummers on like a 30 foot risers. And the, the like the guitar player is like boing and then flies up and is like on the riser, then jumps onto a different trampoline. Jesus. <laughs> Don't so they have good. fans too that like blow their hair around and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my favorite thing was I went to a show at the Wiltern and then there's a giant sign posted on the front door, no swords allowed. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had to have those signs printed. Like there was it wasn't like on a marker board. Like, like that's you know, been an the, issue. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's it's the ingval bit. Yeah. Yeah, you are not allowed to bring your sword into the Dragon Force concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's like walking into Comic Con. It's like, yeah. please put all of your Klingon <laughs> blades, check them in, so we know. Ooh, um, so, do you plan on being bands for the long haul? Um, yeah. I mean, I sort of like the way things are now. Like, United Nations is not a full time band. Like, yeah. um, David and Zachary Pianos, Jeff sings for his band No Devotion. Everyone kind of has other stuff going on, so when we're able to do stuff, it's great. But it's not like I'm trying to make a living playing in like a grindcore band. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think so though. It's something I've done since I was like a teenager. I've always kind of done something like that. Yeah. But it's nice to write about music, play music, do the web series about music, do the pocket. You know, it's, I like doing kind of different approaches. I guess to the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And do like you know, I know it's always such a weird thing to say, but if um, you know you know, t- five, ten years time, like, would you want to see yourself in a more of a writer's capacity? Because, I mean, the slog of touring. Yeah. I guess right now, the way it is, it's still fun because you do it in bursts. It's still fun because we do it in bursts. Yeah, I don't think we could do, like, you know, like, yeah, it's so weird now. It's like you sleep on someone's floor and then your back hurts for two days. <laughs> yeah. like, I used to do this all the time. And yeah, there. what's happening? Yeah. yeah. What's so, different? Also, it's like it really, you know, they're... It, it's not for it's sometimes there's a band that could not really tour and they become big and right some bands like they need to just tour yeah and, and so people see them and you know That's there's the totally yeah there's you know I, I always thought that you know Dillinger 4 could have been way bigger if they just had a tour regiment but they wanted to start a bar instead you know well 
also isn't one of their members is really scared of flying. I think. Oh really? Yeah, and I think that's actually been a reason why they can't I tour say so Billy. much. Billy, nope. <laughs> drummer, not Eric. Patty? That's what I heard. Patty, but he's. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. That was like a scene from a, a, a just a very talky movie <laughs> about a subject I don't understand. Yeah, I would have yeah. cut that scene a lot shorter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not Steve, yeah. Phil, yeah. Yeah. Terrence. Yeah, the Terrence was the name I was about to use. <laughs> We're so alike. We really are. Um, I uh, Actually, for those of you listening, uh, if this goes up on Thursday. E- everyone right? is listening. Everyone is listening. <laughs> if you're listening, you're listening. Um, this Ooh, that's, uh, that's Saturday, awesome. July 4th, I will be performing at the Triple Rock in Minneapolis for Dillinger 4th of July. Man. Ooh, that's cool. I thought about going to that. It it's, sounds incredible. It's an insane lineup. It's Jillinger Four's twenty first anniversary of uh it's their birthday. Uh and they're having this huge thing. Scared of Chaka is reuniting to uh play this thing. And Scared of Chaka, one of my favorite bands of all time. Lifter Pooler reuniting. No shit. Wow. Uh and it's like you already Toys came. That Kill the playing it. Underground Road to Canyonland playing it. It's uh, against so what, me. Are you emceeing it? No, they're just having me do comedy, and it's going to go awful <laughs> because they're having a whole day thing in their parking lot, and then there's another show that happens inside after that, and this is Dillinger 4 fans, yeah. and this is the summer. This is 4th of July. Around 10 o'clock, they're not going to be down for hearing the musings <laughs> <laughs> that I'm about to offer, so I'm like racking my brain about like the most assaultive you know, like material, the punchiest material I have. I might just break down and just do my standby at like loud venues, which is um, Hulk Hogan music dance party, <laughs> which is where I have a dance contest where bring I bring up people to like do interpretive dance to different Hulk Hogan oh, songs. I like it. It works out. It's really funny. <laughs> I did it at Fun 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 Le- Fest uh, last year. Uh, also, if you are listening to this, because you are, uh, tweet at Fun 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 Fest because I want to go back <laughs> and they have not yet uh, asked me. Because I went last year and I got a black eye while watching uh, Gorilla Biscuits, and it was one of the best moments of my entire life. <laughs> did you go when Judge played out here? I did not. Yeah. Did not. I never got too much into Judge. Okay. It's, they're a bit tough. Yeah. A bit tough for me. Gorilla Biscuits was great because they had, and you got Walter, so you got that little bit of nerd element into it. True. You got a little melody, you know, you got, you got like. Yeah. <laughs> Civ, I, that's actually. That was the biggest bummer about seeing Grill Biscuits was like, and I know Siv didn't write any of the lyrics. Like, it's like, I know it was all, it was all Walter. He's a mad genius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, you know, Siv, and Siv had a great voice, but like Siv is just like, you know, he's doing this, like pacing around. He's wearing his fucking, you know, basketball shorts. And he's like, he's like, it's like, you know, we, you know, we used to play this song all the time and people thought it was real funny. And now it's like, you're not allowed to say certain words. And he's just like, he's just like a New York idiot. <laughs> you know, he's just like a fucking... The dude is like, you know, that fucking like, hey, oh, New York. Like, he's just like, he's like, he's like, no, you can't fucking sing a song. But I still think it pertains. All the lyrics are right. Blah, blah, blah. And it's the song Slut. And it's like, you know, f- you know what? Beastie boys it up. Just say <laughs> we were young and dumb. Right. We have a song that talks about girls being sluts. It's dumb. But this is a reunion show. Let's have fun. Don't double down. <laughs> Would you say the same thing to One Life Crew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, I would say, listen, we're, we... Although we're like Trump 2016 we, shirts. Yes. We are a country of immigrants. Those, we're those, all immigrants here. I, I have been looking on the internet for those. There's not, there hasn't been a good one yet. There is no official Trump 2016 shirt. Yeah, I'm not sure a lot of good graphic up. designers are going to be on his no, side. No, yeah, no, he's not really pulling from that. Yeah, it's going to be clip art. It's going to be like <laughs> Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all like Midwest mom. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was funny because after the whole thing happened with like NBC pulling out, and he's like suing NBC. I'm NBC suing me for telling the truth. Um, his his numbers went up in the polls, oh, and Jesus. like John Cleese uh, started tweeting, just going, "This is great news. <laughs> if he gets the nomination, it's gonna be a solid win. Yeah, it'll be a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Oh man, that guy's an idiot. So let's play another song, <laughs> uh, then we'll start wrapping it up. Yeah. Sound good? Cool. Cool. Um, I guess I guess we should, you know, did you want is there anything new that you really dig? I wanted uh, to play something from the Waves Cloud Nothings record, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I don't want to just blindly play something. Also, weird that they just snuck out a dual record. Yeah, <laughs> that is really weird. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I like the piano's record, I like that radioactivity record's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. In the meantime, here's a track I made uh, 10 years ago. That was just Phil this yeah, time while Jonah looks for a song. Oh, wait, so what, what's... Uh, uh, it's called Get Pumped to Synth. What song yeah. on the uh, radioactivity? Yeah, Get Pumped Synth. Two words, three words. I'm, I'm so bad at song. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I made that. It was like a good guess, right? Perfect. Let's do song two off of the new radioactivity. It's called Stripped Away. After that, we're going to play uh, a dumb song uh, that I found online. I, I like. <laughs> I don't find this my feelings have been 
I want to get the person credit. Um, David McHenry at MC Hank says, I hope Jonah Matranga calls in. Well, he doesn't know we're doing this and it's not live, so we're going to call him. Uh, remember to have the micro- your microphone with you, J- Jonah. Oh, right, right. Or you can take that one that's right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to call him. Maybe he'll answer. If he doesn't answer, we'll, we'll call Chris Farron. Jonah. Yeah. It's Jonah Bayer. I'm here with Jonah Ray. Hi, Jonah. This is Jonah Ray. I'm here with Jonah Bayer. Is this Jonah? This is Jonah Matranga, and this is a magic moment. Yes, we're doing a podcast right now, and someone left a comment saying they hoped that you would call in, but we're calling you. Well, I think that's pretty much the same thing, being that we're all Jonas. That is true. What are you doing right now? Jonah, you can honestly say Jonah called. (laughs) That's true. What are you doing right now? Uh, I am. <laughs> I got off a plane a few hours ago, had dinner with my kid, and now I am packing to go to the UK for a month to tour a bunch and make this short film. Wow, that's, this turned out to be a really interesting call. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, expecting no, that at all. You've caught, me at, you've caught me on this 18-hour perfect strange one. I was in Salt Lake City playing the Utah Arts Festival. I flew home from that thing. That's an oxymoron, right? Utah Arts Festival? What? Oh, it was fun, you know. <laughs> and the check cleared. It was, uh, I, I blew up the PA on the second day. That was super fun, actually. That actually was legitimately fun. 
I blew up the speakers and so I was rocking acoustic while I tried to fix it and no one what to do with me. It was great. Oh, rad. What's the uh, yeah. short film so anyway, you're working on in, uh, in, you said, just the UK? or? or... Yep, yeah, I'm going to be, yeah, all over England and Scotland, Wales, and then, um, yeah, making a little movie at the end of it, um, which I've never done. I'm scared to death. Have either of you messed around with acting, directing, things like that? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I have not. Jonah, you probably have. I've done, yeah, I've done it a ton. It's, um, yeah, you just, um, your first impulse should be your decision because you're just going to be at, uh, making a bunch of decisions nonstop. So just be sure to just make it and move on and trust that it's your instinct is the right decision. I like it. Thank you for that. That's very moment of you. Yeah. So what are you making? Like, like a snuff film or? <laughs> <laughs> it's so actually, wow, that's this conversation is going a lot of directions right now because there was there's some degree of truth to that but no um it's just going to be yeah just a little kind of five minute flick that's going to hopefully lead to a feature at some point um and it's going to be i don't know it's all sorts of things it's about male friendship and shame and living through grief that's awesome that's a lot of like yeah, what your comedy is like right Jonah? yeah that's you, actually that's my comedy i'm surprised comedy. i'll come out and star in the thing um, well, that's my, one of my many fantasies of being a stand-up comic, and there are way too many to list here, really. But one of my favorite ones is just coming out and telling the saddest things about my life. Totally Stephen Wright deadpan. And just because I think that's my dream comedy, and so I love that comedy has gone in that sort of dark direction these days. Um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, uh, it can go either way. You know, if there's if there's a, like a club audience that's expecting jokes, they are not into personal stuff. <laughs> One time, a guy actually yelled at me. He's like, uh, "Leave your baggage in the dressing room." No. Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, "Wait, no, there's a, I got a point coming up." I'm so happy I've never had that happen to me between songs when I'm trying to riff on my dad or something. Wow. <laughs> How do you feel about being that's a Jonah uh, overall, though? Who I do? Oh, how do you feel about being a Jonah? I think about it more than maybe I should say out loud. Um, I've I've read lots on the the book of Jonah and the character of Jonah, and I think it's a little bit eerie the way I am this strange, rebellious prophet person who thinks everyone should burn and is always kind of whining and idealistic. Um, it's pretty uncanny, actually, for me. I don't know. How do you all feel about it? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, once I was, uh, I was researching the name Jonah and, um, Fatty Arbuckle had a movie called Fatty's Jonah Day. And then I saw some (laughs) other movies from the twenties called like, you know, someone's Jonah Day. This is Jonah Day. And I I thought that was really odd. So I researched it and it turns out it's a term deriving from the book Anne of Green Gables, where Jonah Day is a day where nothing goes right and you keep on messing everything up <laughs> oh my god that hits no! close to home. yeah i know it's the fucking worst i hate it so no! much when i found out i was so destroyed i was so destroyed but then again we're so lucky that, that hasn't made it into the mainstream parlance of course until this podcast and now it's true yeah <laughs> until now we were good um that's a great. So, do we know why? Where's the Where is the sort of um, you know the Nimrod version of Where's the Jonah of Nimrod? Yeah, I don't know. Like who was the? Yeah, 
I want to know that Jonathan made. Well, I mean, I know I've made. I've had a lot of Jonah Bays. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> once more than a few. I was once at a uh, at a bar called Godmothers in San Pedro, and you know, San Pedro is a longshoreman town. It's a sailor town, and uh, I was sitting next to this one dude. And he's like, "Hey, man, what's your name?" He's a longshoreman, you know, flannel, mustache, <laughs> Mike Watt tattoo. And um, he goes, like, he's like, what's your name, man? And I go, oh, it's Jonah. And he's like, you don't fucking tell anybody your name's Jonah. I was like, what do you say? He's like, there's Whoa. nothing but sailors in here, man. You're bad luck. Jonahs are bad luck on a boat. Because wow. that was the whole thing about the Shit, story is right. that he, well, Jonah okay. stays on the boat. Okay. And they're like, you got to go, man. God is hating our boat right now. And it's because of you. That is true. Next time on a boat, I don't think I'm going to say my name's Jonah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Some people could take that seriously. So what's the weirdest substitute name? I always ask this of other weirdly named people, and especially other Jonas. Um, what's the weirdest sort of miss, uh, miss... Not even misspelling, but just, you know, someone calling you the total wrong name or thinking that you said the wrong thing. Oh, like every time ones. I get coffee? Yeah, I get Noah a lot because I think it sounds like well, yeah, it's also biblical. I've definitely developed some thoughts about where we store things in our brain because I get all the biblical names. Yeah, yeah, Noah, I get, I get Joe and I get Joanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Fiona the other night. Fiona? Wow, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm sure she liked on Fiona. <laughs> yeah, hot. I was into it. Yeah, I always like it's like uh, what's your name, Jonah? How do you spell that? J-O-N-A-H? Oh, H. Okay. Because some people spell it without the H, right? I don't, I don't I've know never I've seen I've met one. People, never I've seen that. I've had people put the H. I've had people abandon the H and put it, I think, literally between every letter trying to get it right. Yeah, I've, I've seen that before. Where they, they try to do like John, huh? Yeah, yeah, John, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. Classic Jonah mistake. Yeah, or John, <laughs> huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a have an awesome trip, uh, and uh, hey. we can't wait to see the the film you make. We're really excited to see that. Yes, I uh, well, okay, thank you. I'm scared. Um, and but follow the that. fear, and Jonah. Was, I'm saying that to myself. I'm gonna see, and that's what we get to do. Please feel free. Yeah, anytime you want something to be said to yourself, just call and say it to me, and it'll work out. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. Well, so, thank you so much. You know, uh, anything you got to pitch, uh, plug, or anything like that? I've got, I've got, you know, a couple of more hours up, and I'm going to try and uh, get some packages ready to mail out. So I do all that too, and pack all my clothes and sleep for, I don't know, a few hours, and then go on the plane. Awesome. Have a great trip. Thanks for answering the call, man. We appreciate it. It was pretty perfect, Jonas. That rules. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. Later. Well, that was really that was really fun. Yeah, I can't believe we, that we all out. caught how he said his movie now is might yeah <laughs> might be a snuff film, right? He we did, all caught yeah, that. He didn't deny it, which is interesting. Um, so here's here's an interesting thing, Neil. You brought you looked up famousbirthdays.com and put in Jonah. No, I just googled famous dudes named Jonah. Well, of course, number one. Jonah Hill. The most famous Jonah of all time, you think? Yeah, but check this out. Two, three, and four. <laughs> two, three, and four on are, the top ten. It says web video stars. Web video star. Web Jonah video Green star. is 20. <laughs> Jonah Kitty's Mama is 13. And Jonah Marais is 17. I'm going to go out on a small limb and say those are Vine stars. Probably Vine stars. And then number five, Chelsea Peretti's brother, starter of BuzzFeed, Jonah Peretti. Really? Yeah. yeah. I would think Jonah... 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Jonah Hill, Jonah Peretti. Hold then your tongue. Number 10. Number 10, Jonah Ray. Emo fo- wow. photo of Jonah Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But before that, Jonah Bobo, Jonah Lomu. <laughs> Uh, Jonah Lesnick is, is Jonah Matranga on that list because I would think he would have to be he's not on the top 12 yeah <laughs> uh, Jonah Goldberg who's a jo- journalist and then me and then Jonah Jones a trumpet player who died in 2000 Jonah Nickerson oh, be- almost beaten by the dead plays yeah. for the what I suppose that's a good point Ex- expose he's the only dead one on the list besides these fucking vine stars <laughs> <laughs> hey Tony Thaxon just joined our uh uh, Periscope. When did you start periscoping again? Right, right at the end of the the, the phone call. Well, how many times did I wave the Confederate flag while we, <laughs> you were? <laughs> well, I I think it's a uh, I think it's about a good time enough. To yeah, we're like two hours deep. Yeah, yeah. let's that, two hours. That wow, flew by it really yeah. did. What? Um, Which bar are you guys going? Oh, yeah, to? we're gonna go meet my sister at a bar. On oh. Dick's gloves. Wow. You know it's not live. No, oh, well, it is, is live. No, wait, <laughs> Her discretion is yeah. is pro- probably pretty pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah, it has volume. <laughs> yes, volume. I I think I figured volume. out what this show has been missing, and that's quick cuts to Adam whenever he says anything. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun. Holy shit! Did you blow that? 100%. Oh man! Oh, I had it cranked up for the phone call, and I did not turn it down for that. Oh, it's okay. It was my fault. It was uh, real high. Yeah. And then Neil was going to play the shittier version of the song. No, I, I was going to play the better version of the, the song. original version, which is not nearly as good as when Kiss did it. Uh, we want to thank Google it, dog. We want to thank Jonah Bayer for coming Thanks and joining us. Me. Please this check out. Fun. Uh, sound Advice, uh, uh, a web series that he writes uh, starring uh, Vanessa Bear, and check out United Nations when you can, and just go to... And it, Oh, yeah, your podcast. Oh, yeah. Going off track, gongofftrack.com. Yeah. Which I would love to do. I, I would love to have you do it if you're ever yeah. in New York. Wow. Do you put yeah. one out every day? Every Wednesday. Oh, that's good. We're on number 163, <laughs> yeah. This week... Just so I know. This week is Chris number two from Anti-Flag. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. I have an anti-flag against all authority split seven inch. Yes. Very punk. Yes. Very, very punk. Um, yeah. So uh, for those of you listening, um, season two of the Meltdown with Jonah Kamal is currently on Tuesdays at 1230 at night. Uh, please watch that. The uh, uh, second episode should be available on cc.com, uh, the Comedy Central app, which is really good. Um, other than that, I got nothing. Hey, where'd uh, my episode get buried? That's a bad attitude. Which which was your episode? Wasn't the first one. Should have been. <laughs> you can't. It's because we had. I know. Abby and Alana in it. You can't deny that. I can't. It's hard to hard to top Broad City. Yeah. And nudity. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No, no, no. Those clips are online. They uh, they, Abby puts on my clothes. Uh, Alana <laughs> puts on Kumail's clothes, and then they act as if they are us. And. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't have seemed more perfectly doppelgangery. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a bit where I, like uh, Abby comes up to me and she's like, "I still need to, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, become the character. I need to, you know, soak it in." Uh, and I was like, "Here, hold my hand." And then we like exchanged vibes. Yeah, we're like, "Oh," and I was like, "Now you have low self-esteem." And she said, "So do you." <laughs> so peas in a pod. Um, and yeah, that's all I got so far. Uh, I'll be at Comic Con. What's that? 
nerd shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, do you have anything you specifically you want uh, to The United know? Nations uh, reissue is coming out in Temporary Residence and Collect July 10th. And Going Off Track is doing a live podcast at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. July 25th. So far, the guests are my sister, Vanessa Bayer, and my old yoga teacher, Eddie Stern. Hey, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Can you get your parents out, maybe, or something like that? <laughs> they, they all seem to have personal connections. I know. Maybe. Yeah, my parents are cool. They might be there. I feel like they're in New York all the time. So oh, you, you should, never know. You should have your. Isn't that everybody's actually, dream to do? We've a show actually with their done an episode of the podcast with my parents. Yeah. As a guest. Yeah. Oh, killer. Yeah. That's rad. Is there, are there any comments coming in on that thing? Uh, people are surprised at how old Neil looks. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Wow. Very rude. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah. comment. Okay. Yeah, you can either leave hearts or condescending comments. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, sorry for the first episode. We're gonna end. My We're gonna today. end this one with a new track off of. We're gonna end this uh, episode with a new track. I was from gonna say, "Don't touch my soundboard," but what does it all mean anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised you even know how to work this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this magic plate's talking to you. Having a bad week, everyone. Oh, you just had a great interview. You're going to get that job. <laughs> well, so, yeah, PMA. Got that attitude. Partial mental atrophy. Well, this is a new one from Nick Diamonds uh, from, you know, Unicorns Islands. This is his uh, solo album. This is an amazing song that ends out this album, City of Courts, called God Internet. So enjoy it and act like you're in the movie. It follows.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.